Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. That's the name of this program. Today's Issues here on AFR. Tim with Ed Battagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Fred Jackson. Good morning. Hey, we want to uh, thank everybody who made a donation last week during our share Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, and just we so much appreciate everybody who prays for us and uh, contributes financially. We couldn't make it without them, Ed. Yeah, and of course we understand that not everyone is able to give, but we do appreciate your prayers, and we thank you for listening to American Family Radio and uh, pass the word along you know, to other friends and family members, co-workers, about where you get your information and, and uh, hear good preaching and teaching. But we are also grateful for those who are able to give, and uh, thank you for helping us through another share and keeping us uh, on the air for another six months until spring share Hey, if you'd like to watch us this morning, go to Facebook or YouTube and just type in Today's Issues, and we live video stream the show there. Facebook or YouTube, type in the words Today's Issues, and you can watch there. Um, also, on the Facebook page, we post the stories that we talk about so you can have access to the information firsthand. Uh, that we uh, on the topics that we discuss here. And one final thing, if you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. What's happening this morning, Fred? Well, the breaking news this morning is the death of Colin Powell, former uh, chairman, Joint Chiefs of Staff, former Secretary of State. Colin Powell, very high profile, uh, well-liked across the country. Uh, I, I guess his face became very well known uh, during the um, post 9/11, uh, the Iraq War invasion, which he endorsed initially, uh, but then later on said he regretted uh, things like saying there were weapons of mass destruction there. Uh, he said some good things came out of the Iraq War, but he 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 became an, a, an American icon, and that's how he's being remembered this morning. He passed away overnight. His family issued a statement. He passed away due to uh, complications with COVID, even though he was uh, he had both vaccinations. Uh, apparently something happened, and uh, uh, his family announced early this morning that uh, Colin Powell had passed away. 84 years old. Yeah, and he, he served in Vietnam uh, mm-hmm. and was awarded Purple Heart and also the Bronze Star. I, I've been reading about him since this news broke uh about uh, Colin Powell I didn't I didn't realize he was you know y- you just so used to having seen his face uh as you know uh part of the uh Bush administration George uh, W Bush and uh never did really read much about his background but um, he, he, I think he was kind of iconic and, you know, he, he pushed for increased AIDS funding and, um, uh, you know, was, uh, like you said, he was not only chairman of the joint chiefs of staff, but secretary of state. And anyway, so it, he is iconic and, uh, 
you know, I think very well liked. Uh, it, uh, did he remain a Republican at the end? I think he was Republican for most of his life, but mm-hmm. he switched to the Democratic Party. Okay, yeah. Uh, when Barack Obama came, became president, yeah, uh, he declared himself on the Democrat side of the political fence. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those uh, one of those people. I mean, eighty four, he was fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So, but at at that age, sometimes. Uh, even still, the body isn't able to yep. fight off the disease, I guess. Watching so. a lot of the interviews this morning on Fox, uh, everybody they had on uh, sang the praises of him. I, I mean, he, an excellent military guy. They had some people who served under him when he was joint chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and they just had all kinds of praise. Uh, he was a person, they said, who, regardless of the rank, uh, when they come in to talk to Colin Powell, he listened to them. Uh, he's, he's well quoted. I think he wrote a book, uh, that has been well quoted also. So, you know, he, he's going to be remembered as, as uh, I believe, uh, a, a great military man, uh, a man who spoke his heart. Uh, he realized later on, he felt that going into Iraq was a mistake and he wasn't shy about saying that publicly. So yeah. he, even though he, he switched parties at the end. I think most people, conservative, liberals, have very high feelings about him. And he was—he he broke some barriers, too. He's yes. not only the first uh, black chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, but Correct. also the first black secretary of state. He was involved in uh, the first Iraq war, too, wasn't he, with uh, Schwarzkopf? I, uh, probably so. The liberation of Kuwait? Pro- I think I, think so. I remember—I I get, I, I get some of those years mixed up, but I think I remember him— taking part in in that uh that fight as well mm-hmm. yeah 84 years old yes right yes i was reading here he had had cancer and uh yeah that's how he had been treated for that okay mm-hmm. so uh he's uh he he uh i didn't realize he was that age he, he, I was, didn't he was youthful looking yes. yeah. at least the last time i saw him you wouldn't have guessed mm-hmm. you know i'd have guessed more like mid 70s but uh he's 80 84 years of age. I'm sure there will be a um, state funeral. I would think so. Or uh, by that, I mean, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but anyway, where it will be, the body will be uh, laid in state in the uh, Capitol building, U.S. Capitol building. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not I, sure I'm, I'm where guessing they, that, is that. Is that something that the president determines, uh, or is that a guaranteed honor? You know, for, I don't know how who who makes that decision. That's a good question. But I'm just I'm, I'm guessing uh, he will be. Uh, and either way, he he's so high profile. If it is a presidential decision, it wouldn't matter, you know, which party the president was. He would be, I think, granted that honor. There probably is some sort of written protocol on that. Uh, maybe you have to be a congressman or senator, or uh, uh, or a uh, president. Obviously, I was in Washington D.C. when. We were in the middle of our June uh, tour, uh, I don't know, 15 years ago when President Reagan's uh, body was brought to Washington, D.C., and they did a, a you know, a horse and carriage. Yeah. Uh, not carriage, but uh, what do you call it when a horse carries uh, the body uh, behind it in, on a. Uh, anyway, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. Well, they, uh, but the, the, pre- the President Reagan's body. Uh, was uh, you know, on in the Capitol building there. Yeah, 
lie in lying, state. Lying, lying in state. state. I'm trying to get yeah. the right. I don't know if it's lay or lie. Lying in state. Yes, I where think that's he's. Right. Uh, and then uh, so anyway, I don't know if that'll be the what the, what the exact uh, requirements are to be able for that to take place. It may be even a, an exemption, maybe or, or an allowance on behalf of the both. Uh, you know, the, maybe the House and the Senate leaders. I don't yeah. know exactly. We'll see how that transpires. That information will will come out here in the next day or two, I'm sure. Yes. But 84 years of age, uh, Colin Powell, General Colin Powell, passes away. Next story, Fred. Well, another story that broke on the weekend, and it, it kind of got uh, lowered in profile because of what happened with Colin Powell early this morning. But uh, we're still hoping for the release of 17 missionaries, Uh uh, 16 of them are Americans, one Canadian. Uh, a gang in Haiti uh, kidnapped them on the weekend. They are a gang well-known for demanding ransom. And so American officials and Haitian government officials are uh, negotiating right now and I suppose have contact with this gang. But these are missionaries. They are part of a Ohio-based group, Christian Aid Missionaries. And, uh, you know... Haiti is a dangerous place for yeah. a lot of different reasons. Um, extreme poverty there. Everybody knows about that. Uh, they had an earthquake, a 7.2 earthquake that killed over 2,000 people in August of this year. You had the assassination of the president of the company before or the country before that. So Haiti has been this spot. There have been abductions in the past. And, uh, you know, missionaries continue to go. They feel of God called down there, but it is a very dangerous place. And this story just reminds us that it continues to be a dangerous place. So pray for the release, whatever it takes, of these missionaries. And it, this included children, yes. correct? 17 yes. uh, U.S. citizens, one Canadian. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and the thing is, when you have a, I don't know whether, you know, technically Haiti is a failed state. I mean, they do have a government, but you know, I'm not sure how much control they have, but, mm. uh, it is extraordinarily dangerous when you have just basically gangs yeah. running the country. Yeah. It's lawlessness. Yeah. Basically, except for the law quote laws of the gangs. Uh, right. Haiti was already the poorest country in the Western hemisphere. It is before all this the earthquake Disasters. and the assassination of the president and all this. So, um, they also had hurricane. Did they, would they have hurricane damage here recently? Almost every hurricane yeah. that comes down that avenue, uh, Haiti gets affected one way or the other. So it's it's a bad spot. Now, so so do the uh, these. So you're saying that uh, how many people have been kidnapped? 17. Seventeen total. Sixteen Americans, one Canadian. I think in the Americans, there's five children. Okay, uh, and uh, they all work for a Christian missionary agency? Based in Ohio, yes. What's the name of it? Do Ohio-based Christian Aid Ministries. So now uh, the uh, kidnappers are demanding a ransom? Well, that's that's the reason. That's the modus operandi. They take that's people. That's how they make money. And that's how they make money, yeah. This, yeah. Uh, this article I'm looking at from CNN says at least 628 kidnappings have taken place since January. Mm. Including twenty nine foreigners. Well, you got to you got to pay the ransom. Yeah, and, this, and which will only lead to more abductions. Unfortunately, uh, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know what? I wonder if a uh, 
emissions agents. This is interesting. This would be a good question for somebody who uh, who's in the know on this. Do when you're a, a missionary, do you have to sign any kind of a paper or a document saying, "I understand that if I'm abducted, there won't be ransom paid for my release"? I've not heard of that. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, there's probably other. You probably have to sign a release for other things too, not yeah. agreeing not to hold the missionary organization accountable for you know injuries or sickness or whatever. Well, it sounds uh, it sounds one of those things that uh, it, it sounds like a reasonable policy on paper until it's your a family member that's abducted and then you right. say pay them whatever they want because yeah. the, the life of my loved one is worth mm-hmm. has no price on it you know what i'm saying yeah. right but now the american government has a policy of not paying ransom yeah no negotiations uh, no negotiations for kid for people who are kidnapped who won't pay for uh pay cash for that right that's because because the you know we all know that only leads you start paying it, that starts leads to more and more and more kidnappings. Right. Because the those who do so see, okay, the American government will pay, so yeah. we're going to go kidnap Americans. It's interesting. A delegation of the American government was just down in Haiti a few days ago and committed another $15 million to their police force there to try to fight gang violence. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I was, a few days later... It turns around. I, I, I mean, they're, these gangs know they're living in a very poverty-stricken country. Uh, they they pretty well run the joint. I mean, I, I'm not making light of this, but they pretty well run the joint. Yeah. They do. In, in states like that, oftentimes you have um, – yeah. uh, this is kind of true in Afghanistan, too. You have the central government that runs the area in its immediate vicinity, yeah. maybe the city, the capital, or whatever – and then gangs and tribes, they, they, they run everything else. Yes. And it's, you can't, you can't, you, you can't go to the, to the uh, capital city and demand that they investigate and cause they're just not in control. No. Yeah. All right. Next story, Fred. You know, probably back several months ago, you started to see these videos out of Calgary, Alberta, Canada of this pastor of Polish descent. His name is Arthur Palowski. And uh, he defied the provincial regulations on COVID shutdowns, which included churches weren't allowed to hold services. He defied those. Police arrived at his church. You probably, as I say, saw the videos. He was being taken out by police, and he called them Nazis. And he said he had grown up with this kind of thing in Poland. He was shocked to see that, but he was very defiant uh, that, that uh, you know, he was going to hold these church services that the state could not tell him that he wasn't allowed. Following all of that, he came here to the United States. He spent several weeks in the United States uh, basically preaching about the importance of freedom and freedom of speech and freedom of association as Christians along the lines of, you know, church services should not be shut down. I think we're all familiar with these because we saw it in California. There have been court decisions here. Well, he went home last week uh, back to Alberta, 
Pulowski, as soon as he got off the airplane, he was arrested, taken into custody by authorities. Last Friday, he appeared, uh, late Thursday or Friday of last week, he appeared before a judge. He was fined $23,000. And then he was read the riot act about what he is allowed to say. And what I'm going to read you is what this judge dictated to him, that if uh, Reverend Pulowski speaks negatively about vaccines, about COVID uh, regulations, stipulations, this is what he has to say publicly if he makes those kinds of remarks. This is what the judge ordered him to say. I'm aware that the views I'm expressing to you on this occasion may not be views held by the majority of medical experts in Alberta. While I may disagree with them, I'm obliged to inform you that the majority of medical experts favor social distancing, mask wearing, and avoiding large crowds to reduce the spread of COVID-19. Most medical experts, still reading here from what the judge told him he has to say, most medical experts also support participation in a vaccination program, Unless for a valid religious or medical reason, you cannot be vaccinated. Vaccinations have been shown statistically to save lives and to reduce the severity of COVID-19 symptoms, end quote. I've never heard of a judge's order like this at all, that you have to say these things. You have freedom of expression, but you must uh, then follow up with this court-ordered statement about the validity of vaccinations. Now, uh, we're able to get a hold of Pastor Pulowski. Steve Jordahl got a hold of him on Friday afternoon. I want to play you uh, a few clips of, of what he told us, what his decision uh, is with regards to this judge's order. Uh, cut number four. I grew up behind the Iron Curtain under the boots of the Soviets. I mean, I've seen this movie before, and unless we change the script, we know that this movie doesn't end well for freedom, for the people, for the future of our countries. And they can do whatever they want with me. I'm ready to go to prison. I will not bow before the tyrants, and I will not um, make this mantra like a prayer uh, to the government. I am following the footsteps of my friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and I will not bow. And uh, Pastor asked uh, people to pray for him, and because he expects... He is probably going to be arrested again. Cut five. Pray for God's will in my life. You see, I, I am a pastor, I'm a Christian, and I know that in the fire, God deals with our enemies. In the fire, he promotes us and he sets us free. In the fire, he also uh, elevates us, and we have a testimony. So right now, God has given me the biggest pulpit that I could ever imagine as a pastor, and I'm very grateful for that. Of course, I don't want to go to prison, and I don't want to face persecution. But if that's my, if that's my destiny, I want to use it to the best of my ability. I want to tell people that there is hope, that there is truth that wants to set the captives free. And that is Pastor Palowski of Calgary, Alberta. Yeah, that, that's an extraordinary story. You have a Western nation that is supposedly free okay we're talking about canada here we're not we're not talking about some you know third world banana republic 
and the government mandated, writes the speech, and then mandates that he say it from the pulpit. Yes. And and that's why he, he uh, Pastor Arthur uh, pa- uh, Palowski, characterizes it this way as being a mantra, almost a prayer to the state right in his church. He's a courageous man. He's the one that we saw, you know, a lot of, a lot of us saw the video of when the uh, government officials came to the church. They wanted to come in and talk to him about the fact that he was having church services. He was at the door, you know, shouting Nazis and, uh, you know, the secret police and all those kinds of things. And that made him even more of a target. So they they have uh, made put him in the crosshairs, and he's a very courageous man and has, a I think, a biblical understanding because he, he says, I want to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And that's why he was talking to Steve about being in the fire. So uh, it's, it's pretty extraordinary what's happening in Canada, but not just in Canada, in some states here in the U.S., similar kinds of, maybe not to this extent, but similar kinds of uh, pressures being brought to bear on pastors and churches. Yeah. Well, I remember what we saw in California. I remember, uh, you know, Pastor John MacArthur yeah. was fighting something similar, don't meet. And, uh, you know, there were court decisions, of course, eventually in favor of churches meeting because people were pointing out, you're allowing people to go into alcohol liquor stores. Right. But you're not allowed people to eat to to meet in church on Sunday, and but this this is the worst that I've ever seen. That a judge ordering you if you make a statement, express an opinion about vaccinations, about COVID rules, I'm ordering you to then make these statements. Yeah, in favor that, of that's it. Canada. You're saying this is in Canada. Yeah. This is in uh, Calgary, I think, is where he's a Cal- pastor. Yes. And, and and then you ask the, the follow-up, the obvious follow-up question is, how would the judge know whether he was following the order? Well, I'm guessing he either has to turn over recordings of his sermons, or you have people like has happened right. elsewhere, representatives of the government sitting in the mm-hmm. church services and monitoring what's happening. This yeah. is uh, like he said, like he said, this is this is like communist dictatorships. I haven't always believed this, uh, but I've come to the position that people have had uh, for a long time, and that is all these mandates that are going on: the mask mandate, the vaccine mandates, uh, all this. Is not about controlling the COVID virus. That's right. Any longer, if it ever was. Uh, maybe it was at first, but what's happened is now these uh, these left wing uh, ideologues and wherever you may find them, from the White House to the to a judge in Canada, they are saying to people who are wanting their freedom back and wanting their lives back and 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 see this for what it is. A, it's a it's a seize of it's a control mechanism to to set a precedent for now and the future over people's lives, their businesses, their way of life. Uh, they're they're going to say uh, they're what they're saying to people who like us who are freedom loving people is no, we don't care. This is what they're saying to me. We don't care. This has nothing to do with the vaccine. 
This had nothing to do with COVID. You will bow the knee. Mm-hmm. You will bow the knee to the government or whatever whatever agency we're talking about because we said so. It's kind of like your parents. Yeah. Right? Remember that? Because we said so. We don't have to justify any longer uh, because you can <laughs> make a big case for, for that this these these uh, actions taken by these governments are no longer necessary. Right. They're no longer necessary. If they ever were, they're certainly not necessary nor effective yes. any longer. This is all about control of people. Mm-hmm. That's what this is about. We'll be back in a minute. When you look in the mirror, what do you see looking back at you? You see you, right? Why did God make me in his image? An article by Laura Perry. Like the image in the mirror, God created us to be like him, in the sense that we would reflect him. That way, others can get a glimpse of who he is. To read this article and more, sign up to receive a complimentary copy of the Engage Biannual Magazine at engagemagazine.net. You know, when Matthew 19, the the scripture records a Pharisee trying to test Jesus concerning marriage, and Jesus responded, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. In the beginning, the first institution God created was the family. Marriage is the centerpiece of family. As a husband and father myself, let me tell you, (laughs) marriage is absolutely wonderful. And we want to encourage and educate people to embrace God's design as the fundamental building block for all of human civilization and to celebrate the lifelong union of one man and one woman as the objective institution that produces human flourishing. Tune in to By Design as we explore God's true purpose and design for marriage. Just visit the podcast page at AFR.net. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. DC Comics has turned Superman into a woke, sexually confused social justice warrior. Most recently, they announced their newest incarnation of the Man of Steel was a bisexual. Now comes word Superman will no longer fight for the American way. DC Comics says they're changing Superman's mission statement. Instead of fighting for truth, justice, and the American way, he will fight for truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. The American way is no longer kosher at DC Comics. Ideals like faith and freedom, personal responsibility, even the pages of our beloved comic books have now become propaganda tools for those who hate our nation. I wrote a book about this, Culture Jihad. The left wants to destroy our culture so they can build a socialist super society on the ruins. The Man of Steel is just the latest victim, defeated not by Lex Luthor or Kryptonite. No, he was done in by a bunch of woke culture jihadists. I'm Todd Stearns. Be silent before me so that I may speak. Then let come upon me what may. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hands? Though he slay me, I will hope in him. 
Job 13, 13 through 15. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. Hey, welcome back to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Well, I'm very disappointed in President Joe Biden. Uh, I guess I guess it was last night. He's in Washington, D.C., and he's walking to a restaurant that he stopped at to eat dinner. Right. How could you tell yeah, it was would him? Would you please because, sit down? Because, sit, sit down for this one. I think you're going to, huh? How could you tell it was him? Because he probably had his mask on. How, how that, t- because he did not. He was carrying his mask. Wait, what? Yes, he was walking in the restaurant, carrying his mask in his hand. And that violated the uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, ordinance passed yeah. by the mayor, Democrat mayor And there. his own ordinance for federal workers, right? And it's, it's a terrible example for the children of America. <laughs> huh? Two. But, 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 Tim, you have to understand... It's the rules are for thee, not for me. I know. This is what Democrat Uh, rulers say. No, this is what Gavin Newsom in California. You had Joe Biden, the mask. Ah. Well, I've and then and then you have Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago. She goes to this big football game or baseball game on the weekend, whatever it was. No masks. Well, in the president's defense, okay, I think. Uh, Anthony Fauci did say at some point that holding the mask in your hand was just as good <laughs> as wearing it on your face. I, I, I do think, unless he changed his mind on that, um, I think yeah. he did say that, didn't he? And if you hold it in your right uh, hand, especially, it, it's it's right. it, it this, works just as it well. works. It's magic. Yes. Okay. Now you brought up Fauci. All right. Yes, I, did, I, I didn't. I didn't today. Doctor Anthony Fauci. <laughs> you, you brought it up. <laughs> You know things are not going well for Dr. Fauci when the folks at NBC are calling him out. Remember Dr. Fauci said these these sporting events, you know, these stadium events, they're going to be super spreaders. He did say that. We're talking about for the fall? Yeah. Yes. With all the, 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 the college football, professional football, high school football too for that matter. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. Well, the folks at NBC, I guess they're all football fans because they want to go to those games. Here's what their NBC News was reporting on the weekend. Cut number three. Doctors warned of game coming potential super spread events. A frightening prospect with hospitals at the time already on the brink. But it never happened. COVID cases, hospitalizations, and deaths now all down nationwide. Cases are now in steep decline in every college football state across the South, including Florida, where hospitalizations fell 64% last month even as some 90,000 fans packed the Gator Stadium. In reality, I think the exposure isn't as great as we think it is. Doctors crediting games in open-air venues, a vaccination bump during the surge, and natural immunity after Delta swept through younger populations. First of all, I'm shocked at the honesty of the report. That's NBC News? Yes. I'm absolutely shocked. That guy will be fired. (laughs) Well, I, I I think what we heard there from that NBC News report 
is that the way to stop the spread of COVID is more college football <laughs> and bigger crowds. I mean, that's uh, that's the correlation that I got share, from that. Share a hot dog and, sh- Let me ask and you hold this. your mask in your Let right hand. Let me ask hand. you this: Do you think Biden and the Democrats hope that COVID stays or goes away? Well, I I think they. No, let me say I, I. I'm not saying Democrats hope people die of COVID. Okay. Don't no, misunderstand no, me. I, I am yeah. not. I'm not saying that at all. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm viewing this as a political issue. Do you think that that it it helps or hurts? Do you think they want it to stay or want it to leave? Well, I, I think what they're going to float out there, and we're already seeing it. If we we had the story of uh, Colin Powell's death there a while ago, in that story this morning already. They're saying uh, the fact that Colin Powell had both two shot had the shot two shots, he didn't have the booster, so they're already spinning things that see if you have the booster, it, it people aren't going to buy that garbage. I know they're people, not. They're not going to. No, I don't even think people in blue states are going to buy that garbage. Uh, you you yeah. know what? You can have boosters now to the. You got what are you going to have boosters every three months? And, and tell me this, I'm about. no I'm no scientist, although I, I have stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. Uh, is it not true that if you keep boosting stuff into your system, the less uh, potent it is? To you know what I'm saying? Do you, can you just keep getting uh, uh, boosters every three to six months from now to the to the Lord comes back and it's effective, or does it lose its effectiveness? I, I, I you don't, I don't know, know either. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the way a vaccine is supposed to work, my guess would be yeah. it. that's not the way it would work. Okay. That if you get the booster, your body then responds. For three to six months, yeah, and the, time and, for another one. Yeah, and then because it's not, I guess because it's not confronted with uh, an, uh, a, a okay. virus, it s- stops recognizing it, I guess, would be the way to say it. But I, I'm not a... Well, but here's the back to the point. Back to the point, Dr. Fauci predicted... You're saying that Dr. Fauci predicted uh, gloom and doom for our country because of uh, because of the football season, basically. Football season. Uh, super spreading events. Super spreading People events. packing stadiums, don't right. have masks on. Yeah. Uh, which uh, which the, the, that uh, gloom and doom scenario has not come to pass. That's right. In fact, just the opposite. Cases have plummeted. That's right. In these states. But Dr. Yeah. Fauci is sticking to his guns. He was on with Chris Wallace on the weekend on Fox News. Listen to what he had to say about those who disagree with him. Cut one. Why do you think you've become so controversial? And honestly, do you think there's anything you have done that has contributed to that? I have stood for always making science, data, and evidence be what we guide ourselves by. And I think people who feel differently, who have conspiracy theories, who deny reality that's looking them straight in the eye, those are people that don't particularly care for me. And that's understandable because what I do and I try very hard is to be guided by the truth. And sometimes the truth becomes inconvenient for some people, so they react against me. That just is what it is. There's not much I can do about that, Chris. That... (laughs) Okay, let's set aside the, the, the self-delusion and the defensiveness of Anthony Fauci, okay? But that that's just an absurd argument. Mm-hmm. It's an absurd argument. First of all, his, his position is that he is always guided by the science. 
And I hate to keep harping on things like this, but, you know, he admitted that he lied to the American public early on when he said, don't worry about masks. Masks don't work. It might make you feel better. It might keep a little bit of, you know, whatever you call it, you know. Uh, anyway, he was talking about a little bit of, you know. Uh, no, he discouraged mask wearing. Yes. And as, as, as a preventative measure, he said, don't worry about yes. it. It may stop, stop a little bit of spittle or something. I forget the word he used. Then he came back later and said, well, I said that because I wanted to make sure we had enough masks for the people who work in health, in hospitals. All right, right there. Your credibility shot right now. You got to resign. Admitted that he lied. To the American resign. people. And then he came and said, no, now that we got enough masks for the hospital workers, now we're telling everybody else, you got to wear masks because they work. So don't tell me that all you do is think That's about the good science. Point. That's a good point. Because your first, one of the first things you told the American people was a lie based on policy, not science. Yeah, that was a that's policy a very good decision. Point. Well, look at how, how the story has changed over the last 18 months. First, we're just get the shot, get the shot. Everything will be okay. And then, and we were also told, Hey kid, kids, what was it under what certain age? Was it under 16 or whatever? You don't have to worry or under 30. Right. I think it was, you know, young people, you don't have to worry. Now it's 180 degrees to that. Now, all of a sudden, uh, we're, we're trying to get shots for those five-year-olds out there. It's really important that they now get the shot. And now we have said on this show before, we do give room for, for, for medical professionals, health experts, to learn more about the virus. So right. maybe some of that happened because of a change in information. But Dr. Fauci is the one who would not answer questions about natural immunity when he's asked. Tell us what the science says, yes. Dr. Fauci. Is natural immunity as good as getting a vaccine? Remember he said... I don't, I don't know the answer to that, or we have to wait and see. And he's the expert. And you're supposed to be the expert, so. No, he did know the answer to that, but he didn't want to say it. Yes. Right. Because he didn't want to say it because it would be considered uh, against people getting the vaccine. Yes. yes. It'd be saying there's an, another, there's an alternative. That's what I believe. Yeah. That's why he didn't say it. Uh, that's common practice in politics. You just ignore you ignore uh, a, a reality because you think it might hurt your messaging on something you want to accomplish otherwise. Yeah, but that's a policy decision. That's a decision based on policy, not on science. So he's on, on with Chris Wallace saying, I'm all about the science. The people who disagree with me, they're all about conspiracy theories. And I right. can't help it if they right. are against me because right. they, they're blinded by the inconvenient truth. Well, Dr. Fauci, there's a lot of inconvenient truth on your side, too. I wonder if I, I didn't hear the whole uh, interview. I wonder if Wallace asked him about Israel. You know, what is it? Uh, the uh, people in the hospital right now, Israel's seventy-five percent vaccinated. Yes, and these are people that are that are coming down with it again. Yeah, some people are. And Israel is moving full bore towards booster shots. Yes, and now they consider if you do not have a booster shot, they consider you as unvaccinated, and they'll be having the fourth shot the second booster shot coming up if you don't have that you're considered to be unvaccinated but nothing seems to be working i didn't Israel. get an answer out of you guys a while ago I, I forgot we moved on to something else got diverted here which is rare on this program <laughs> uh i said is is uh is is covid hanging around as a 
big news story. Is that helpful or harmful for the Democrats? I think it's growing harmful, especially if President Joe Biden keeps pushing this vaccine mandate on all of America. I think Americans are getting fed up with this. I think as soon as this OSHA directive uh, gets through the last gate that it has to go through before they start implementing it in workplaces, any workplace has 100 employees or more. By the way, I'm not understanding the science on that. If you have 99, you're okay. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. Mean, stop, stop and think about this for a minute. Right. What if you have 50? Right, 50, I know. 50, I know. you're okay. The, it's but, inconsistent. It's, it's an inconsistent in, message. That's right. And, yeah. and so I, I think as soon as this, this OSHA rule gets through that last gate, they start to try to implement this thing with the ridiculous fines to these organizations. What is there, 24 attorneys general from across the country already right. hit the court. Right. And what I've been seeing so far is uh, there have been some uh, court decisions on individual cases like healthcare workers, et cetera. And these judges are saying, okay, we're going to put a hold on this mandate. Hey, uh, We need to, to let others investigate this. I think this is going to fall apart. I think it's going to fall apart. I think it's going to be ruled unconstitutional right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would probably go straight to the Supreme Court because it affects the whole nation. And it's an urgent matter. I, my, my, my unconstitutional, I mean the, the Biden OSHA mandate. That's what yes. I'm talking about. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's a different question about whether private companies can require their employees to uh, to do something like this. I, I personally think that's uh, unconstitutional, too, in terms of a, a uh, injecting a chemicals into your bloodstream as a condition for working somewhere. But yes. that's, a, that's a different question. But uh, the, the OSHA... Biden mandate on, you know, I think is unconstitutional. Now, he did offer the uh, t- once a week testing option uh, if you don't want to get the shot. That d- does need to be mentioned here. I'm talking about Biden. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you know what? This uh, is seems like it's going away. It's fading. I'm talking about COVID. So you got to you got to ask yourself then. Then it may flare back up. Yeah, you may flare back up. Who knows? Who may flare back up somewhere uh, again with another variant and so forth. But on these, on these, on these uh, mandates, let's just assume for a minute that you agree with a a quote vaccine mandate. You you say, well, I I think people ought to have to get the jab to be able to live in America. (laughs) Basically, is what the what those what these people believe because it's saving our country from from uh, you know from hardship. Um, my question would then be, where do you draw the line? Because are you saying I'm for the mandate one time? Are you saying, no, I'm for perpetual boosters as, as that's my definition of mandate. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, uh, so what, it, what, it, what, which is it? Is it one shot back in the spring of 2021? Are you saying, no, uh, we're going to have to have, uh, uh, whenever Dr. Anthony Fauci says it's booster time. That's what uh, you're going to have to have. Well, I think if you're for the mandate one time, you have to, your reasoning would compel you to be for the boosters being mandated as well. Because if you're saying that the first vaccine, even though it can come in two shots, what I'm saying is if you are for mandating the first vaccine, your reasoning is that we're trying to prevent the spread of COVID and people dying. And if the government, if Fauci and his ilk 
come back by and say, well, now the first vaccine has run out of steam. You need a booster. Your reasoning is remains the same. You've got to prevent the spread of COVID and save lives. So you're going to have to put a second, third, fourth, fifth. That's what Israel's doing. They're mandating. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. So I, I think I think that's what they would push That's what Biden, 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 Biden and Harris are going to come back. What is she doing today anyway? What I don't she... know. She's handling some crisis, I'm okay. sure. <laughs> Biden. So Biden's going to come back in about uh, two or three months from now and go, uh, I'm telling OSHA everybody must get a booster shot by the end of February. Are you going to be in violation of, of my yeah. federal? Now, huh? is that going to work? I don't think so. But it, it does depend on whether there's another spike or not. If To, to your first question that started off this discussion, yeah. I, I don't disagree with what everything Fred was saying. I will say this, though. If you're the Biden administration, uh, what else have you got but COVID? They're blaming, they're blaming unemployment. They're blaming the economy on COVID. Supply chain. The supply chain, this is all about the unvaccinated. Letting, letting uh, 2 million people into our country illegally by the end of the year. That's yeah, you're not going to talk about any of that stuff. You're talking about the unvaccinated in this country. They're blaming it for everybody, uh, for everything. And so I'm guessing that they you consider it the best thing that could happen is for, for keep COVID, it alive. Keep it alive. Because what keep the what virus else is alive in well the front well, that's a good point. But, but it's not working. Look at the polls. Right. I know. Look at Biden's polls right across the board. Well, I think people most people even in blue states are on to this and are saying, you know, we gotta get back to we gotta get back to normal here. We can't live in fear forever. No. About a, a something that has a ninety nine point nine percent recovery rate, for goodness sakes, huh? Uh, yeah. and, and now we know, now we know that uh, the uh, vaccines, while initially effective uh, against the uh, original uh, COVID, uh, aren't effective any longer. Yep. So, so that's why you say, uh, okay, you got a vaccine shot. Can you get COVID? Yes, I can. You got a vaccine shot. Can you spread COVID? Yes, I can. Can you die of COVID? See Colin Powell. Yes, you can. Even with a vaccine. Double, the, Colin Powell was a quote fully vaccinated. And he now passes they, now away. they are. Their counter argument would now, be. Hold on just a minute. Okay. Let me finish this thought. Uh, let me just say this. Colin Powell uh, was 84 years old and it had, had, had other other illnesses. Parkinson's. Had Parkinson's. Uh, and yes. Had the, 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 a lot of people who die with COVID didn't die because of COVID alone. They have comorbidities. They were already sick. You're 84. You're not going to live forever. Okay. That sounds kind of harsh. I don't mean for it to, or sound callous, but I mean, he lived, Colin Powell lived past the life expectancy in America, which I think is like 77 or something like that. I, I, so I just wanted to say that. Go ahead and comment what you were going to say. Ed. Well, um, I don't remember? remember. I don't remember now. It was strong. It was. It was powerful. Yeah, it's going to be. If it comes back to you, will yeah. you share it? Yeah, I, I will. Okay, you're listening to today's <laughs> issues on American Family Radio. What do you get? What else you got, Fred? Well, with everything else going on, sometimes we forget about other political agendas, uh, and we still got this multi-trillion-dollar, what I call Joe Biden's socialist plan for America. That's out there. That's as far as we know. They're not finished writing it yet, 
but I think it's not going to pass. They're into page two thousand or something like that. Unbelievable. It, it's it reminds me of Obamacare. Remember Nancy Pelosi? You know, yep. you have to pass to find out what's in it. What's in it? That's the attitude. Well, there are a few people who have been reading uh, what's in there already. You may have heard that part of the socialist plan, Joe Biden's socialist plan, is government paid for daycare. All right, that's all you've heard, right? Government paid for daycare. And who, so, could, who could be opposed to that? Right, who be, right. Who, who could if be you're opposed, opposed to that? You don't care about children. You don't want to care for kids during right. the day. Well, we we talked to Gary Bauer, of campaign for working families, and either he or somebody in his office has read some of the fine print under that one article. Yeah, people need to listen to what you're about to say because I didn't know this till Friday. Yes, what you're about to talk about. Yes. So I want you to have a listen. Uh, this is going to be Gary Bauer, Brent, and he's going to give you what's in the fine print. Have a listen to this, folks. The legislation, there are requirements. One of them is that uh, you have to have a college degree to be able to participate as a child care provider in this program. Well, most people with college degrees aren't looking to do child care, and it, there are many, many, many countless child care providers that have only graduated from high school, which is totally fine if you're doing child care. Another provision in the bill would prohibit any faith-based child care center from participating. So if you put the two together, it looks like they want liberal college graduates to be doing child care, but they certainly don't want any child care facilities that are Christian or faith-based. All right. So there you have it. <laughs> the fine That's print. in the bill. That's now, in the, the bill is not going to pass as it's written right yet because of Man- Joe Manchin and Cinema, uh, uh, the Democrat from Christian um, Cinema, the Democrat. From Arizona. Yeah, thank God for those two. Yes. It, huh? Yes. Thank God for <laughs> – listen to me, people. You'll never hear me say this again. Thank God for those two Democrats. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't think I've said that in 20 years. Huh? Uh, listen, um, this is all part of the uh, secular progressive state, statism, whatever you want to call it, uh, totalitarianism. It, 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 that's where we're headed, communism, socialism. Here's what I mean by that. Hear me out here. In this bill... They are required. The Democrats are going to require that all health, all child care workers who qualify for financial help, right, mm-hmm. uh, for 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 freebie. That's what they want to do. Democrats want to pay for everybody's child care. And why do they want to do that? Mm. Okay, why do you want to do that? That's not historically what we've done in America. People take care of their own kids at home, or they pay for daycare. Well, the government's not responsible for that. Well, why is that? Be- and why do they want to have a forty-year degree? Uh, right? Mm-hmm. A four-year degree? College degree. Okay. Because they want to uh, have people who are woke mm-hmm. who go through these uh, who go through these uh, indoctrination camps known as universities and colleges. Especially with children. They're going to teaching the, you, children. So they want to have the, those people in charge of the daycares. Three and four-year-olds. Yes. And they're, what they're probably going to do is come out and say, if you go to a Christian college, or, or a university, and then you're disqualified. Yes. For, even if you got a four year degree, you, you see what I'm saying here? I mean, that sounds that sounds uh, conspiratorial, I guess, to some people. 
But why why is it you would want to ha- require a four year degree? Uh, what you want to is to cut out. What what does a four year degree have to do with taking care of children at a daycare center? At three years if not age. if not for what I've said, mm-hmm. uh, have suggested here is the reason behind it. The other thing is they're already in this that Gary Bauer just pointing out here. They're saying Christian or religious uh, daycare centers need not apply. That's right. Right? And we have churches all across the country. Who who have daycare. That's right. Who daycare. So they're wanting to shut them down. How do you shut them down? You favor the state daycare center by saying, we'll pay you parents to put your kids over here. But if you put your kids at the uh, Baptist church, daycare, no, we're not, we're not going to help you for that. We're not going to help you with that. Yeah. See, that's Democrat ideology. They hate Christianity. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And, and, and on the other, other hand, they want these preschool daycare centers to be indoctrination centers. Yes. That's what I yes. believe. No, yes. that's, that's why you have to have the college education. That's right. Bingo. College degree. Yeah. Bingo. Because yeah. we're Bingo. going to tell you, you're going to teach these kids that if you, you think you're a little boy, you may be a little girl. And we're not ma- we're, folks, we're not making this up. This is in the bill yes. that we're talking about that the Democrats want to pass uh, about, first of all, that, that these are issues related to, but uh, uh, the first and foremost to me is what business is it of it uh, is it of, it, of the federal government to pay for everybody's daycare? Here's what they're doing: they're trying to get people addicted to that, yep. right? and, and so people have sent, always going to be sending their kids from here on out to government-controlled daycare centers, mm-hmm. discriminating against religious daycare centers. Yep. And so you can indoctrinate and train the children. Well, and then you have in the Virginia gubernatorial race, you have McAuliffe. Well, I don't, what's his yeah. first name? A- anyway, he, Terry. Terry McAuliffe. He said, remember, parents, you got no business telling schools what we teach your children. Yeah. They want to extend that as early as possible. Yes. We'll be into our charge of teaching your kids what they need to know to be a good progressive citizen. <laughs> Uh, uh, this is all you can deduct from these actions. Uh, this is all I can I can come to understand them trying to do. We'll be back in five minutes. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.